Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon, and I am joined by my phenomenal partner and co-host. Hey, y'all. It's Yandra. Welcome to The Buffet, a podcast where we give you endless food for thought. We started this podcast to review the questions we have asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating. These conversations will range from lighthearted and comical to serious and deep. We both have backgrounds in counseling and are young Black professionals in the DMV area. We know just enough to come up with the questions, but not enough to have all the answers. You can expect for us to be real, raw, and sometimes spicy. Mm, it's getting me hungry thinking about spicy. Things. Right. <laughs> well, I'm already hungry. Anyway, so what are we talking about today, Siandra? We are talking about speaking the same language. So the question for today is, do we speak the same language? Last week, I was telling you how the men folks, I don't know what y'all be speaking. Wait, we speaking English. I'm so I'm gonna need you to be a little um, more specific. Okay. More specifically, this question comes from Aisha. Shout out to her. Burr, burr, burr. She asked us to talk about emotional intelligence, love languages, and apology languages. So we're gonna talk about the intersections between those three and really if you are speaking the same language as your partner. Mm, okay. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. Okay. So I think the first part of this is emotional intelligence, right? So having the emotional intelligence to be able to recognize when and if you are speaking the same language. What are your thoughts about emotional intelligence? You think you got it? You think you got a high EIQ? I think I'm pretty pretty solid on the emotional intelligence. It's I believe that that it is vital, extremely important in any successful uh, relationship to be aware and knowledgeable about yourself in that manner because if you don't know how you feel and how others feel around you just uh, why am I going with this well I guess do, what's your definition of emotional intelligence I think that that's a good might be a good starting point okay so for me emotional intelligence is being able to recognize pretty much your feelings your emotions and being able to not only identify your uh, your feelings and emotions but also able to put words to them to be able to adequately uh, explain them to someone and make them be understood Hmm. okay i think maybe i would add when i think of someone being emotionally intelligent it's also an ability to have an awareness of the of other people's emotions. Okay. Yeah. So like I agree with I would I, I hate a person when you're talking to them and you're over the conversation. Like, I don't care about this anymore. And you don't want to be rude. So you can't like say, I don't care about this conversation anymore. But you giving off the I don't care about this conversation anymore vibes and they don't read it. I'm like, you are you dead inside? Can you not see me giving you the I don't care face? The like I'm slow and lethargic with my response. I'm listening, but I'm not actively engaged in the conversation. That really irritates myself. A word? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. That happens all of the time. And I'm surprised that you brought that up because I feel like that was something I would probably would have said. Like there's instances where I'm just not really giving a fuck about what you're saying like, or like the topic of the conversation or we just we done played it out and we're, I'm like okay I'm ready to move on but you want to keep bringing it back up side note this is, has nothing to do about anything 
Yeah, it was the universal you. I didn't think you were talking about me. I got to be specific sometimes. People would be thinking I'm coming at people. I'm talking specific. uh, Not specific. I'm I'm not talking specifically. (laughs) I'm talking talking in in general. general. Now, with that being said, I definitely agree that being able to recognize that someone else is not feeling as you're feeling or about a topic or just anything and being able to moderate your conversation I guess will will be because you know everyone has people that you talk about certain things with and and there's people that you know you don't have you don't talk about certain things with Mm -hmm. and being able to recognize which is which it kind of requires a little bit of that EQ that we're talking about um what else is more discernment too yeah low-key and now that I'm hearing it back Mm -hmm. it sounds a little bit like social cues like knowing a little bit more of like what's a cultural norm about having conversations with people so I'm not gonna scrap it because it does still get on my damn nerves Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna attribute it to emotional intelligence in the way that I was attributing it before I think maybe it it in that awareness of your own emotions and being able to communicate it to others there is also an openness to being able to hear other people communicate their emotions right because I know and feel things I can recognize and respond when you know and feel things because I'm like oh okay it doesn't look the same but like oh I'm emotionally intelligent enough to be like oh you you feeling some shit right now mm-hmm. okay that that's a good point I was gonna pretty much say the same thing in the sense that being emotionally intelligent will be even though you may be feeling some type of way about something you also recognize that the other party may be feeling differently and without invalidating how you're feeling Mm. so you can kind of put yourself in the other person's shoes so if like if something let's say for example someone did you wrong you you are obviously like pissed off about it feeling some type of way about it but at the same time you're also emotionally intelligent enough to be to like put yourself in their shoes to be like i can see why no that's not a good example a better example would be like you had an argument with someone Mm -hmm. and they took it some type of way and but you're like that's not what i intended that's not how i intended it to come off but you were emotionally intelligent enough to be like but i can understand how you perhaps reach that conclusion even though that's not what i intended and Mm -hmm. you know i I didn't think i said i didn't say anything wrong but i understand that you feel this type of way based off of what I said. Does that make sense? Yes. It almost sounds a little bit like empathy, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to be feeling the exact same thing that you're feeling, but I felt something before, like something similar to Mm -hmm. that. But like you're sad about something that I can't relate to, but I've been sad before. So I can empathize with you because you're sad. No? Yeah. Close. Very close. Very close. Yes. We're in the same ballpark. Yes. We're in the same ballpark. We're in the same row. We close, Section. close. Yeah, yeah, we in there. Yeah, we in there. I'm going to holler at you. Hey, hey, you with the <laughs> what locks. Do? What you doing to me? So, okay. So, did you did you define your, did you do your definition of EQ? I really like your definition. And I think that self-awareness is the biggest part of emotional intelligence. Because I think you can't be emotionally you can't have intelligence about someone else until you have the intelligence and knowledge for yourself. Does that make sense? So like, I can't expect you to like read and respond to my emotions. If you won't feel shit for yourself, Yes. if you can't allow yourself to be sad when I'm sad, you're going to be like, 
sucks to suck, bro. Yeah, you have to be aware of your own emotions in order to empathize with other people's emotions. So, and the actions behind those emotions. So that, and that, that's pretty much the reason why uh, sociopathy and things of that nature is an issue because they don't necessarily f- they feel emotions. They just don't feel it anywhere as strong as uh, emotionally regular person would. To, I'm, not, I'm trying to PC this shit out. I know, I'm not, I call it, I'm not calling it like a regular person. So you have to recognize the emotion yourself that, because once you are aware of like your whole full spectrum of emotions, it's easy for you to recognize and recognize them in others and in turn re- empathize mm-hmm. when someone is going through a particular emotion in your presence. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. And you said something earlier that made me think about apologies, the intent versus impact. And when I think about apology languages and people apologize to you and tell you like, oh, that's not what I intended to do. I don't care about your intentions. I care, but I don't care. I say that I care in the sense that I want to offer you grace, right? Like, oh, like I can see how this person was intending to do this thing and they were well-meaning, right? I trust that you have good intentions, especially in relationships. Like if you don't have good intentions for me, why am I fucking with you to begin with? So I, I trust for the most part that you have good intentions. In your apology, you don't need to tell me about your intentions. Now, if you're atoning for what has been done to me, that's the impact. It doesn't have anything to do with your intentions anymore. Okay, so I'm, I understand where you're going with that. And I would add to that, that I do appreciate if you tell me this was not your intention, but you that can't be the end of it. You have to ind- follow up with, but I am also understand how you took it and apologize for that as well. Mm-hmm. So like, this wasn't my intention. This is what I intended. I apologize high for how I made you feel. Cause sometimes you might be spitting facts at the person. And so while I some, some sometimes you might have to hit them with the while I, I I'm not sorry for what I said, but I'm but I probably could have said it a different way or mm-hmm. you know the, how 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 I said it could have been changed, but that does not take away from what it what the message in which I was trying to convey to you. And again, when I say you, it's the universal <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean I think that that's fair. It's also I mean it's the knowledge of the person that you're talking to. That's why apology languages is important. Like you need to know what that person prefers to hear. Is it just enough to say that you're sorry? Is it that you need to say that you're sorry and ask for an action step that you can take to like atone for your behavior? Is it that you need to kind of take blame? Some people like it if it's like, damn, I really fucked up. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry for what I did. And that's enough to make them feel good. That ain't it for me. Okay, so it sounds like you're about to go over this. What is this? Uh, this apology language? language uh, this, you know, there's a there's an apology language quiz out there, y'all. Just like they have that. What's the other one? The uh, the love, the love language. Like they got a love language little quiz that you can go and figure out with which one of the with the percentage breakdown of the love languages you are. They got the same thing for apology languages, y'all. So if y'all are interested, Google it. Now, with that being said. We're going to do a quick little overview of the apology language as indicated by the quiz that at the end of it, we hope you might, everybody might be interested and go and take the quiz just to learn a little bit more about yourself. Mm -hmm. So there are five apology languages similar to the five love languages, and they were actually developed by the same person. His name is Gary Chapman. 
So the first apology language is expressing regret. So basically it's when someone has to show that they feel bad for the behavior or the impact of their behavior on the other person. So I'm sorry that I lost my temper and yelled at you. I'm sorry that I came home an hour after I said that I was going to and we missed what we were supposed to do. I know you really wanted to do this thing. So kind of showing that regret for the action that occurred. That was just an example. That was an example. I, had nothing I, I ain't do nothing to you. I'm, I'm just letting you know, some people think you might be talking about our shit. You know? mm-hmm. Interestingly, similar to the way that we have love languages and there's like a primary and secondary love language, you can have a primary and secondary apology language. So expressing regret, I would say, is my secondary apology language. And by that, I mean, it needs to be a part of the apology, but it isn't the primary thing that I'm looking for. I want you to kind of feel bad for doing something wrong I, because I feel bad. So I, I want you to feel a little bit bad about what you've done wrong. The second apology language is accepting responsibility. So it's when you exceptionally, when you effectively show that you were wrong for what you were doing. So I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I take full responsibility. You're just showing that what you did was a problem and that you accept full responsibility for that. How you feel about that one? I like that. I mean, that vibes more with that's I feel like that's my primary uh What the quiz say? Oh, we we on accept responsibility right now. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. quiz says accepting responsibility? Yeah, that's my, oh, my okay. that's my that's my big boy one, my big percent right there. Mhm. I'm sorry. Well, do I you, didn't do you disagree with that? I, you, do you feel No, I'm saying do you feel like from what you've seen of me that I, I, something else should have been the more primary. No, oh, I, think, okay. I think accepting responsibility is correct. Yeah. The one time that I have had to apologize and I felt really bad was when I was late. Remember when I was late for lunch and I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Blah blah blah. this happened. And then this happened and I'm so sorry. And it was all my fault. And you were like, it's okay. Everybody gets one. It's a mistake. It's fine. <laughs> that was a family guy reference spider-man but yeah everyone gets one but, but but lateness and eh, i'm not that pressed about lateness as long as it's communicated so but i didn't communicate it i don't think no i feel like you let me know mm. it was just you were just later than what i originally you, you anticipated really, that you really wanted it to be but yeah mm. anyways probably won't cut all this out <laughs> you can't tell them that all right third apology language is making restitution and this one is my primary so it's where you offer to make up for the wrongdoing so what can I do to make this right between us I know I've hurt you I regret that but let me make it up to you which is why that first one about like um showing regret works really well with making restitution because if you regret something that you did you want to make it right and that's what I like to hear okay you feel like that's true of your experience with me yes I definitely pick up on the accept responsibility part that wasn't mine. That was yours, Negro. No. Oh, you're right. But I, but that's expressing that's a, regret. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. But I also respect accept responsibility. You said that was your secondary, but I definitely like. No. Wasn't that? You listening or no? Damn. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I apologize <laughs> for misremembering your primary and secondary apology languages. How can I make it up to you? 
Let me tell you again what they actually are. Oh, she, but she didn't answer the question. All right, sure. This is how you can make it up to me. Okay. Listen. Ooh, spicy. Go ahead. The first one is expressing regret. Mm. That's my secondary language. My primary language is making restitution. So if you've done something wrong, asking me what you can do to make it better. Mm. That's a part of the apology that I like. Okay, babe. That sounds accurate. Yeah, it's very accurate. The fourth apology language is genuinely repenting. It's expressing the the desire to change. So an example for that is, I don't like what I did. I don't want to do it again. Can we talk? Can we put together a plan that will help me to stop doing this? This is interesting. That sounds like a corrective action plan. Yeah. Sounds very corporate. It It definitely sounds very corporate. Definitely feels very like teacher student e right to me the parent teacher conference this is this is your kids fucking up yeah this is what we should this is what i recommend we do in order to get them back on track but i think maybe it might work in a partnership where well let me not um project on to the type of partnership but like if everything is a collaborative approach and you expect this other person to to learn from their behavior and really be able to grow and change. I guess this is the best way for that to be able to happen. It's like, and depending upon the the size of the mistake, right? Stepping on my shoe doesn't require putting together a plan for you to stop doing this. But if your dick isn't everyone without stop, you probably need a plan. Universal, by the way. Uh, <laughs> universal universal it is example. universal but i think yeah that's what i'm thinking that like it the, depending upon the scale of the offense this might be something that might be more appropriate right and also if it's a repeated offense so if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you're doing something that gets on my nerves i've told you you said you're sorry you do it again you say you're sorry you need to figure something out something needs to change that's real okay but to play devil's advocate here say you have your love language and then your partner has their love language and they kind of don't like gel so they do something that annoys you Mm -hmm. but it's not something that while they are willing to correct they're not willing to stop doing it so to take it a step further uh, the the person we're not even going to say if it's the male or the female or whatever mm-hmm. the hell let's say Gender the, 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 you know saying? Mm-hmm. let's say w- one partner is more like it's fucking other people like you said and then the other person doesn't like that they do that so but the person who's doing it is like okay i see this is this is hurting you how can we come up with a plan to not have you feel this type of way about it you would not not you but the person who's mad about it would be like i want you to stop fucking other people mm-hmm. the other person was like nah uh that's not gonna go down because this is my lifestyle hmm. how much well, how like how much should if you committed to making the relationship work both parties are how much should you expect each person to i guess give you know some because comp- everyone's you know successful relationship is about compromise when you where you can and if you were to compromise, like how much would you, in that situ- in that scenario, how much would you, could you expect someone or just any scenario where that, in that situation was like one person feels some type of way about a, something happening and another person who's doing it is like, nah, this is just part of my lifestyle, but I, but I'm empathize with how this, how this is making you feel. So I'm willing to curb it in some way, but not eliminate it. Mm-hmm. 
I think because of the definition of love that we gave that included some knowledge and some acceptance, I probably would know those things about you already. So in choosing to be in relationship with you, there isn't any more compromise. I've accepted this thing. But that's also why I don't like that apology style. I'm not mutually responsible for your fuck up. We're not coming up with no plan. This your problem. I mean, this is our problem because it's our relationship. But like you are the person who is committing the offense, which is why expressing regret and asking for restitution, like you figuring out and taking ownership for like how you're going to fix this is what works best for me. Ain't no plan. But on the other side, you, the person who's doing the shit can be like, well, I'm not responsible for how you feel. So, like, how can we make it so you don't feel the, that type of way about what I'm doing? Like, like, especially if it's something I've been doing. And, again, example, when I say I and you, this is universal. Like, if they've been doing that from the beginning and then X amount of time down the line, they're like, I'm feeling some type of way about it. Well, I can't control how you feel about something. Hmm. And that's just in general. Because, like, first and foremost, your feelings are your feelings. Are your feelings. I it's kind of fucked up to put the responsibility of how you feel about something on somebody else. So you can always control how you react to any particular situation. Now that's being saying that if you violate, then you have some, you know, if you violate an agreement or something like that, then, you know, you have some responsibility. But at the same time, the other person needs to always be aware that you have sole responsibility for how you feel. Is that true? Yes. I don't think so. I think because it, you're agreeing to be responsible to me in a certain extent by being in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. So while you, you can't control how I feel or how I'm going to react, you are responsible for, I don't know if maintenance is the word that I want to, you're responsible for not doing me any harm. So if something that you do causes me harm or bad feelings, you're responsible for that. Mm. Like I like I get where you're what like what you're saying. Cause I'm right. <laughs> but at, 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 like at the same time, I can't agree with it a hundred percent. Like like on the surface of it, yeah. The the person who violated is responsible has some responsibility on how the violated feel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the violated has complete control of how they react to that situation. Yeah, but outside of. Asking for an apology isn't an overreaction. So if we're just saying how they react. Being hurt, th- there's a variety of things that can happen in their reaction. And there are things that are extreme. And there are things that are just, you know, commonplace. Mm. And if they have the emotional intelligence to say, like, hey, like, what you did hurt me. Why wouldn't you, equally as emotionally intelligent person, respond accordingly and apologize? So what if they're like, okay, I'm generally sorry for, like, what from what I did that make you made you feel bad, terrible, or whatever way it is, but I'm not stopping. You're a terrorist. What do you mean you're not gonna stop? You're just gonna keep doing this thing. If, if I mean, if, if in the scenario in which we're outlining, this is something that's been going on. No, I I <laughs> take away that scenario because that one that scenario was an extreme so let's deal okay. a, a little bit more uh, in in reality and like a regular well, thing that's reality too that happens more than you think but okay i get what you're trying uh, to say let's a take, more regular type situation let's take the toilet seat being up oh my god yes let's go right 
Never, not an issue here. Not an issue we're here. Just, we're still keeping it universal, <clears throat> everybody. But the toilet seat is up. I don't know how many times I've told you about this damn toilet seat being up, and you saying that you're sorry is not enough. Cause the next thing that's gonna happen, I'm gonna wipe my wet behind on your pillowcase, and you're just gonna wake up to a soggy face. Okay, so I was like, I just want to let that statement breathe. <laughs> so that the toilet seat up and down that's a whole different conversation it's gonna, we're gonna i'm gonna bring it up here because it has nothing to do with what we're the apology languages but it's a funny argument to have with women but um yes i can agree mm-hmm. to that but at the same time how hard is it for you to just look before you sit my nigga Look before you do, you just you don't look when you sit down. No, with your bare booty, and it you just come like maybe just oh. This is my home. I trust this space, and I trust you as my partner to put the toilet seat down. Do you in? Would you in turn lift it right back up when you're done? No. Then then technically I can come I can come back and be like I'm tired of you keeping the toilet seat down when I'm trying to pee. You got me hitting the damn toilet seat and I gotta use toilet paper wasting trees and shit to wipe that wipe down behind myself if you just left the toilet seat up I can just hit the bowl clean easy no problem and then you be like ain't no apology coming behind that one no because we're talking bro first of all I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole with you but since we're here it is more <laughs> normal <laughs> for people to have the toilet seat down. Even in a male's restroom, there's urinals and there's stalls. And in the stalls, are the toilet seats up or down? They're ding, down because there's for ding. dropping deuces. Exactly. Yeah. But, because, we're, but we're not talking about a house that has no. a, a urinal and a toilet. We're talking about a house that just has a toilet. But, so, so if it's a man's house, the toilet seat will be... Wherever the hell he wants to have it. Okay, but if you want a woman in there and it's a shared space and you know that it is more normal to it's have propaganda, it's propaganda. <laughs> it's more normal to have the perpetrated by the monarchy. The monarchy. Yeah, the secret monarchy of the world. The secret rulers of the of this world. Who are they? You ain't got no name they's for the, them. The, the monarchy. That's like the woman be talking about the patriarchy. It's the monarchy. Hey, yo, I'm being a big dummy. I meant to say matriarchy. Matriarchy. No. Yes. 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 That's the dude. They don't need that. Low key, they don't be knowing why they be putting the toilet seat down. Um, uh, but outside of my mama made me do it when I was a kid. And then they, they got it in your head by the time you got your own place. It's just natural. But you never thought the question, why do I always got to put my the damn toilet seat down after I pee? It's your house, ain't it? It's your apartment, <laughs> ain't it? <laughs> This is such a big tangent that is not it is. taking us to where we need to be. I told you. I told you. This is a whole different conversation. But where else we want to have this conversation at? We can't just have a a, a podcast episode dedicated just to the goddamn toilet seat up or down. You're episode. right. <laughs> so back to the, yeah, the conversation back. at hand of the apology that will be due after that. It's one, we've identified that it is more normal to have the toilet seat down than it is to have it up. No, we didn't. Two, if it's a repeated behavior and one that in which you know that you're inconveniencing me, right? And like causing me some harm. Well, first of all, ain't no harm. I'm not causing you any harm. I'm Because when you say harm, I'm thinking physically. My butt is wet. Ma'am, that could have been solved by just looking down. But let me stop because it's going to bring us right back around to where we were. It really is. But okay, go ahead. Continue, please. (sighs) You you want to take a deep breath because i gotta 
sir, sir. You can't keep saying you're sorry and keep doing the same thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So if you keep saying you're sorry and you're doing the same thing, then the repentance is what's going to be most important in that situation. We're going to have to figure out some corrective action plan for you to get your act together. There is no, I don't know what the compromise would be except for us having separate bathrooms. Separate bathrooms or, okay, I will put the seat down after I'm done if you would put the seat back up when you're done. Why? Because I don't, I need the toilet seat up when I pee. But I don't know that you're going to be the next person to use the bathroom. What if I pee more than you? Which is probably what's going to happen because women have tiny bladders. Exactly. How dare you defeat my argument with logic? (laughs) I'm trying to help you. Damn. Damn. Sorry, fellas. It's more likely that I'm. Mm -hmm. Take it. That's okay. We got plenty of episodes. I wish we had sound effects. We ain't got the money for that right now. It's not in the budget, but it's you know it's in there. We, we got it written down for that. Yeah, that's okay. I'll take this L. That's okay. We got we got more arguments coming. It's, it's good. Not arguments, discussions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, again, this is a situation where you have to repent and atone for the behavior because it's a repeated behavior. You ready to move to the last apology language? Yeah, go ahead. It is requesting forgiveness. So this is where you ask, "Will you forgive me?" I'm so sorry. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. How okay. You, how you feel about that one? I mean, it's a, I was going to say it's a love language. It's an apology language. And I mean, I can understand why people will want it. It's very useful depending on the situation. But at the same time, sometimes I'm not sorry. I'm only sorry in how you took it and how it made you feel. I'm not hmm. sorry. Like, like like the example I said before, I'm not sorry. Like, I'm not sorry in what I said, but definitely like sometimes you can be like, I'm not sorry for what I said, more more in how it, how I how or how I said it and how you how it made you feel. Like people, I've heard and used the oh I'm sorry it made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. That's not me apologizing for what I said or what I did. It's just I'm sorry that you feel shitty about X Y and Z. So it's kind of like a apology without. An apology. That's well, it's an an apo- no, no, it's an apology. I'm it like, is. I'm sorry, but it doesn't work for you because it doesn't show the person being accountable. Right. So that's probably right. why it feels like right. not a real apology. Yeah. So if you need, what was it? What was the terminology? Requesting word? forgiveness. Yeah, requesting forgiveness part as like your primary love, lang- love apology language. Apology language. language. Then I'm sorry. That's how. That's how. How if that's how it made you feel would not be sufficient to cover that. Yeah. I I also think something about requesting forgiveness makes me think of like a little bit of a power dynamic of mm. like and that's probably why a lot of people would okay, so I would come out and say that requesting forgiveness is probably one of the more the more powerful of the apology languages hmm. and re- because of the kind of power dynamic in play with it. So by requesting forgiveness it's kind of like giving up power to the other person. So the person in which you are requesting forgiveness, not requesting, you're begging for forgiveness. They in turn have the power over you. And which is something that I feel like people are unwilling to give Hmm. There's leverage that they can be used against you. And I will even go so far as to say that woman deaf. Hold on. Wait a minute. Cause I, I was recently told that, Okay, yeah, they were told me not to call women females because I don't want to bring them down t- to their biology or something like that. If yes. I'm if I remember correctly, so women, mm-hmm. 
I feel like are much more reluctant to admit to do that, to say, oh, uh, or beg forgive, please forgive me, mm. or I'm, or admit fault. I'm not sure why I have some ideas, but tell us, we want to hear. It's the power dynamic, mm. and men knowing this don't want to also admit fault or beg for forgiveness because we know that woman in general will use that shit to the fullest extent of possibility. Mm. Unfortunately. Now I'm not saying that all women do that, but it's enough of them that it kind of fucks it up for everybody. That's usually how everything usually goes. A few motherfuckers cheat. Everybody, every, every nigga's a cheater now. So we got to fucking deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, will you forgive me? Leads prompts a specific response from the other person. Like it, I have to say pressure. yes or no. Yes. And, and it's kind of like, you better kind of say yes. Yeah. You, it's a lot of pressure to say yes because if you don't say yes, it's automatic no. Yeah. And then how do you move forward? So I just asked, will you forgive me again next week? Like, how does this work for right. us to be able to move forward? Right. And even if you were violated in an egregious manner. So, like, for the, just to go with this example of the cheating, the person who got cheated on, the person who cheated, but like, can you please forgive me? And then the person who got cheated on is still feeling some type of way, is still fresh, and they're like, and they're still feeling how they're feeling. They they probably aren't going to aren't going to be so quick to say yes. And then it's a possibility that a person who was asked, begging for that forgiveness would get mad at the person mm-hmm. that they cheated that on. Be, be, the be, yeah, because you didn't grant me the forgiveness. So it's like, nigga, I, I apologize. What more do you, what more Ooh. do you want from me? <laughs> That's a really good point that like it it can create a stalemate if that is your only apology style. Because if I say yes or no, one that could create if I say yes, that opens the door for you to come back in. There's nothing else that you have to do to kind of right that wrong. But if I say no, like you said, it could create some feelings of resentment. Like I asked for your forgiveness. What else do you want? Right. And then it'll create a whole new feedback loop of anger because now the, the issue is you not forgiving me exactly and, you, and now you're you're off of the main point of you cheated mm-hmm. and we need to address that now we're on like why won't you forgive me we like, can't well, move yeah, forward. Well, yeah we can't move forward until you forgive me because we, that's the step we need and now you're arguing about that and then while you're doing that you're gonna find some other shit and then before you know it you're arguing about goddamn you forgot to take the groceries you forgot to buy to pick up the goddamn milk three weeks ago and then you figure then you're not talking about you cheated mm-hmm. and then that's how the shit don't get resolved and then shit kept keep getting brought back up mm-hmm. and randomly because niggas don't know how to resolve issues or conflict yeah so all the issues all the times where you know so you think it's resolved but it's really not and then you know three months out of the line the female throw it back at you outside the head you're like damn i thought this was it was over with or the, or the man bring it back up yeah. and you're like, i thought this was over with niggas because niggas don't know how to resolve or so i think that because the begging for forgiveness i got Damn it, what's the name it's of it? Asking for asking, forgiveness. Asking, asking for beg. forgiveness. Yeah, asking for forgiveness one is so powerful that it needs to be followed up by, by something else in a, as a secondary. Because like mm-hmm. you said, you got to beg for forgiveness and then you have to like either repent. Because you can't, like begging for forgiveness ain't enough. You feel me? Cause so that way, the person who's begging for forgiveness is the person who doesn't say no and they get mad. Or no, the person who's begging for forgiveness and then repents by you know change behavior usually it's probably like the best way of apology and then the person still doesn't forgive then the, then the, the person can be like what more do you want from me like i apologize i beg for forgiveness and you as you see i took steps 
to, to you know to eliminate that behavior and you're still mad so and then at that point you can you can actually be what more do you like, what more do you want from me yeah i think that's really fair i think of of all of the languages like i said you have one or two that one definitely seems like it needs a secondary language in order for it to really bring the fullness of a conflict resolution because just asking for forgiveness doesn't Ain't seem enough. like yeah it would be enough not for me that's also very much a kindergarten apology say you're sorry mm-hmm. ask them if they accept your apology at the same time it can also it depends on the situation so what you said before like if you, if you step on my shoes all you need really need is a is a, like i'm sorry forgive me mm-hmm. that, that and that that's just fine mm-hmm. um, but i also want um make restitution now kiss me but you stepped on my shoe now kiss me wait so you're so you stepped on my shoe you say i'm sorry and then you follow up with now kiss me mm-hmm. that's gonna make you feel better that's not how that works. <laughs> it's gonna make <laughs> us feel better that's not how that works. You don't know that. What okay. if I what if I what if I hand you my J I'm like, I need you to go ahead and clean it with a toothbrush. And then do I get a kiss? Yeah, I'm Okay. Yep, okay. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement. <laughs> we're in agreement. Okay. With what we know so far about apology languages and how they work, do you think that they are different depending upon the offense? Mm-hmm. We definitely it definitely differs depending on the uh, offense. I think we, we we pretty much touch upon that. So what's going to be different for you, more specifically? Thinking about it sounds like you only think you have a primary being accepting responsibility, but do you think you have a secondary? No, I definitely have a secondary as well. What second? At least according to number two, number number, deuce, number two, it is uh, what what was this? Pull it up. Generally it up. repent. That was, that was my second highest, my second highest one. Oh, expressing the desire to change. It's important for the other person to say, I don't like what I did. I don't want to do it again. Can we talk? Yes. And yes. Because for me, I don't get angry easily. Mm-hmm. So if I get angry, it's usually over something serious. Mm-hmm. So in, in which case I will be wanting a correction of behavior. The thing that you did that pissed me off so much, don't do that shit no more. That it's because usually when I get mad, it's it's on those like if you like don't do that, don't do that again. It ain't none. It ain't none of that half step in. Like the thing that you did, it's that can't happen. That again. can't happen no more. That's why I damn. damn I kind of just came to that realization for right now. Like kind of like that's why my main one is accept responsibility and then generally generally repent and uh, yeah. So because when I'm mad. Now, it's not many people who've seen me mad before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I was fuck furious before. Well, I can, I can remember because Eric reminds me every once in a while. I remember that one time <laughs> you were seeing red. Yeah, you remember what? T- you remember one time? I ain't gonna say what happened, but you remember that one time? And then you know that happened. Just to say, some furniture was rearranged. Oh, and uh, so. Yes, it takes a lot for me to get angry, mostly because I am aware that I'm not only black, I am a big black man. And any form of anger or anger is automatically presumed to be aggression mm. and violence. So I have to be more, I'm usually more measured in how I move 
So if you push me there, I have to be really fucking pissed off. Mm. At the same time, well, yeah. But at the same time, I can see how that can be an issue because once that really happens, more liable to really OD on the anger. Mm-hmm. So and that's something I've, I'm feel, I feel like I have a pretty good management because I don't, I don't really get angry that easy. Like I said, so I'm really real chill with it. So if you piss me off enough, like you, you fucked up, you like you fucked up, accept responsibility and repent. Is being angry about something the only reason that you would demand an apology? Only time I would demand it. No, not necessarily because you can have done me wrong or not meaning to or something like that. And I, I understand it. So I'm not that particularly angry about it, but I still don't like what you did. So I would bring, still bring that up and yeah, demand or yeah, demand an apology. Demand is such a, Okay, the man is a strong word, but, but I, like, I, like I would bring up the issue, and if you know me, and if you're not an asshole, I would hope that you would apologize for any wrongdoing or anything like that to me, and not, with that knowledge, go forth and not repeat that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you can't be mad about how the actions I take afterwards. Not not now. Me saying that it sounds kind of like because you're petty. I'm not petty. So, so like, no, because like, if 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 I if I bring up something to my friends or you in particular, and I say, okay, you did X, Y, and Z, you know, you did this thing to me, and I don't, I don't like it. I'm not pissed off or anything like that, but I didn't like it. I would hope you would recognize that and be like, okay, I'm sorry, like I did this. Um, I won't do it again or something like that. Yeah, repent some in some some kind of way, and cool, like. We move moving on, but if you don't, or if it turns into an argument, and you're arguing from a place of like you're wrong, but you're still trying to argue the point, mm-hmm. then I'm like, mm, I, it kind of knocks you down a little bit. Like, I, then I'm starting to reevaluate how close you may be to me. Hmm. Okay, that's not as petty uh, as petty of a response as I thought you were gonna take. And then once you drop oh, down, when, then now that you're dropped down a peg or several, depending mm-hmm. on the the egregiousness. Petty then you bit. might you might see some pettiness but i don't I, I don't think i'm petty i don't think i'm petty people who know me if y'all think i'm petty i need y'all to give me specific examples a petty person always wants some specific i do because i don't think i am but <laughs> I, I am willing to admit to something if you give me examples and i'm like okay i see what you said because like people I, be telling me I'm, I'm bougie you are and i was like nah, i ain't bougie and then i'm like okay fine i'm bougie what up you are I don't know that I have seen you be outright petty, but I do think that the spirit of petty is upon you. When you say things like, yeah, and after you do this, you're going to see how I treat you. Like, that's petty. You just got to let go and let God. Now that you're out here and you don't belong to me, I wish you the best, but I ain't got nothing to do with you no more. You are like, I wish you the best, but if I see you again. No, I ain't going to say something like that. It'll be more on a like a, bless you but fuck you type situation mm-hmm. like yeah god bless you but fuck you um but i get to go back to the the petty because i think the only example you might have for me of being the spirit of petty it was the gucci man and um and jeezy situation mm-hmm. and i'm like that's not that that is not petty i'm that's fine it it's not petty I don't, okay I don't it doesn't have to, to be say. petty that's what, fine what gucci did to jeezy was not petty i don't care because no it was not petty it's not petty. Doesn't doesn't count. 
He des- he deserved that. You don't get to ki- try to kill me, and then don't expect me to talk shit. That's not petty, is it? <laughs> I feel like no. that's fine. We'll mm-hmm. let it not be petty. Yeah, but I think you bring up a good point about the apology languages that it depends upon the situation. And I also am happy to hear that you have an understanding of like apologies are due even when you're not angry. I wonder for, for some other people, you know, like you have to have a, sometimes people feel like they have to have a response in order to warrant an apology. Like when I was late, you didn't, you weren't tripping, but I felt, bad like I understood that like a standard had been compromised and I didn't communicate something effectively Mm -hmm. and so an apology was warranted but I don't want it to seem like you only deserve an apology when you're upset or you only deserve an apology when you feel some type of way sometimes a person could have just fucked up and needs to apologize even if it didn't right okay so you saying that is if I don't feel a type of way like for example when you were late and I wasn't sweating I wasn't sweating it so like I would I wouldn't had I wouldn't demand or request an apology from you, but I will accept an apology if you feel one was warranted because at that point you felt like you have violated. Mm-hmm. So you want, I was like, okay, I, 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 I'm aware that you were late and uh, like a social, uh, not, not a even contract. a social norm, like, but like not a, norm, a but relationship yeah, yeah, norm has like, been violated, yeah, been violated like, for you. So okay. you need to be able to trust that I'm going to be where I'm at, like where I say I'm going to be when I'm there. Right. Like, and communicate if you're not. If exactly. You so, yeah, I see where you came from. So, like, I accept your apology, but I wasn't angry about it. You still deserved an apology, yeah. even if you weren't angry. Yes. And if it, and even though you may not be angry or maybe you are irritated, but not necessarily like enough to make a big deal out of it. If it irritates you enough and they continue to do it, then that you need to address say something, it. address mm-hmm. it because I don't want to be irritated around you. If I, if it's something that's easily solvable by me just being like, Hey, you doing this thing annoys the shit out of me. So please correct it before I get pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you're irritated about something, it's your duty to say something because if you don't say nothing to the other person, they ain't do nothing. They, they, so they won't keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's how resentment is built. y'all. I was thinking the exact same thing that like resentment, the only way for that to foster, to, to be able to grow and be fostered is when you don't say anything and points back to that first thing of emotional intelligence. If it's a minor annoyance, you you probably want to say a little bit of something even if you offer them grace and saying it like hey this thing that you did bother me I don't need you to apologize but I just want you to be aware of like how it made me feel now if the person is emotionally intelligent and cares about you they probably still will apologize even if you said you didn't need an apology but without giving them an opportunity to have that knowledge you're doing them and yourself a disservice Uh, yes I agree and, but there's also I two points. Uh, no, and there's also two points I want to add to that as maybe a caveat. I'm not 100 percent sure if it just if we consider a caveat. So, with that being said, even if it irritates you, and if it's just a, just normal behavior or something like that, that goes back to what I said about you are responsible for how you feel. Mm-hmm. So, if they just did something and it was like a slight slight thing that it just like irked you, or you just like mm, I, I didn't like how you said that that thing and it was just like a normal flow of conversation they can be like okay like i'm sorry they made you feel that way but like it's nothing i can do about that so 
it's up to you to take that, take that, take that, take that and move forward. Ultimately, the responsibility for how you feel and react to something is ultimately you, your like up to you. Now, with that being said, the resentment is probably the killer of relationships. It is like the heart attack of a relationship. Mm. Which is That's the number the one, which is like the number one killer of relationship. You know, you see how I correlated that to <laughs> resentment slow. is the heart attack and or if maybe not the heart attack, at least the stroke of a goddamn relationship. Because that's, yeah, probably closer to a stroke. Because I should just bills and bills and bills yeah. and then bang, it's a one hit and you're down, it's over with. So if you are in a relationship long term. And you have something that irks you that the person said and continues to say or does and continues to do. It is your responsibility to make that known to the your partner so that they are aware and let them act accordingly. Because you cannot demand of him, him them, because it could be her. You cannot demand of them anything that they do not want to give. Mm. So you can only tell them how you feel about something. And then it's literally up to them to determine, okay, I care about you and I don't want you to feel this way. So I'm going to not do this thing or yeah. fuck how you feel. And I'm going to keep doing this. Hopefully they don't fuck how you feel. You. It, it would, it will depend on what the thing is. I can't at the top of my head. I can't think of like a situation where it's like, okay like that's how you feel but i didn't do anything wrong i'm pretty sure there's plenty of them i'll probably think about this shit tomorrow when i'm taking a shot like damn i should have said this <laughs> now <laughs> insert witty antidote here in your mind people who are listening and imagine i said it if that may, if, if that helps you at all now what else were we talking about <laughs> We are talking about. You might want to cut that that cackle out. No, I like, no, I like the cackle. <laughs> now, do you feel like I speak your apology language after all that we just reviewed? Yes, I do. Do you think you speak mine? Well, I do now. <laughs> you you don't think you did at first? I did. I think so. I did. Let me stop. Let I me think stop you talking. you probably apologized to me earlier than I had to apologize to you. But I remember feeling like, oh, this is, was a good apology. Like all the things that I want to hear and need to hear, I've heard. You were you accepted responsibility immediately, and you thanked me for telling you like what the misstep was, and you were like, okay, this won't happen again. So it was an immediate responsibility and immediate kind of restitution. And we were good. I don't think I can't even remember what that thing was, but we ain't never talked about it again. I don't think <laughs> oh. a EQ baby. You, you do have EQ. EQ. That's probably like my, man, I, I was just going to say, that's probably like my therapy background talking, but not just me. That's it's your boy. EQ, EQ Brandon. <laughs> EQ Poppy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's probably why everything's going so smoothly so far. Mm-hmm. So walk down the yellow brick road over here. Minus, you know, houses falling on people. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we want a house in this story. But we don't want it falling on nobody. No, I don't want it to fall on fall into my lap, maybe. There it is. Mm-hmm. Make sure you keep them red bottoms on your feet and don't let them get took by some little girl. Why am I the witch? I'm the witch? Universal, girl. Universal. We're still talking universal. And it's not, what's wrong with being a witch? Hermione was a witch, and she was the best person in all of Harry Potter. I mean, that's true, but this witch was not cute. Who wasn't cute? The witch in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Wait, we don't know how she looked because the house was on her face. No, we saw her. No, we saw the Wicked Witch of the West. We didn't see the Wicked Witch of the East that got murked by the house. Oh, okay. If they were sisters, but, if that's I mean, your best friend. Hey, the Wicked Witch of the West was kind of a, she was cute before she went green. Before she went, she let her, let her anger and betrayal color her color her green with jealousy or, or envy. Yeah, I can't remember envy, what it was I about. Think. Yeah. She was cute. What, who who played was her? Was she cute? Who who played her in the movie? Was I, 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 I want to say this is tangent yeah, territory. Tangent, yeah, whatever, whatever. Y'all like it. Y'all like this shit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic. Now I'm not sh- sure if we discussed this at length or we just touched on it, but like the grace that you afford mm-hmm. your partner how much grace should one realistically expect before there's a big issue? You, you feel me? So like, is it like, I, like, like you had brought up before, like when you was late and I was like, everybody gets one. Is that something that you can, that should be realistically expected in a relationship to like, get, give me a fuck up to realize I fucked up hmm. and then, and then correct. I don't know, bro. I, I mean, depending, obviously, depending, depending on what the, the thing is. The offense, I think that that's really an important part of it. It depends on the offense because, yeah, I, I there are some things that are behavior patterns. Like what you were speaking about earlier, right? Like if I do a, the same thing over and over and over again, it would be too much of a compromise on you as a person to be able to make that change. So me extending you grace doesn't do anything unless you actively want to, to change, unless there's some intrinsic motivation to change me accepting your apology just means that you feel like this is a safe space for you to do it again. So no, I think that it really depends upon what the specific action is, but I do believe in a, a baseline of grace, right? Like I'm only not I'm only with you, but one of the reasons that I'm with you is because I trust you and respect you. And because I have those feelings towards you, I'm going to extend grace to you because I would assume that you have some positive intentions from the beginning, regardless if the impact is negative. I would assume that for the most part, you have positive intentions. And then if I find out otherwise, then we have something else to work on, but I'm going to offer you grace first. And by grace, I mean grace on the front end and grace on the back end. So say the person fucked up, you checked them, mm-hmm. and then they honestly, you know, took responsibility. They, you know, repented, did all the things you need. At that point, it's over with. Like the, the it's resolved. Yeah. You like you you shouldn't be allowed to bring that shit up mm-hmm. again, like in a negative manner. Now I'm speaking to ways that women argue. When I say this, in general, because. Not all women are you like that. I think that's understood when I speak this, and I'm. It's annoying I that I have to keep saying it. Like I'm just mad. I gotta keep saying that, but I'm not 
saying all women are you like this but enough a good a good percentage of them do it that most men feel safe in assuming i'm gonna argue with him tonight y'all no no don't let him talk to y'all like so usually when you fuck up you apologize you repent you make up for the loss or whatever whatever you had to do and then the issue is resolved the man's thinking we're good we came across an obstacle hurdle we made, you know, so we stumbled, we picked ourselves back up. Now we're over it. Now we are going forward. We're good. But sometimes some, some women, it's like ammo. God, I just loaded the clip and it's in the back of my head <laughs> and it's ready for the button press for the next time some shit happen. And it's usually only used if they are feel like they are backed in the corner hmm. so like let's say a few months down the line something happened but this time it's the it's the woman in this scenario it's a man and a woman so in this on this time the woman fucked up somehow but in order to avoid responsibility or you know giving up that power like i said by admitting fault mm-hmm. they were like well you remember when you did X, Y, and Z, and then now the argument, the blame is shifted, and the argument shifted back to that old shit again. And now you, you know, so you you lost where you where you where you were supposed to be at, and that's so starts a whole new cycle, and it goes from there. Now, a lot of people argue like that. When I say people, I mean black people, and when I say black people, I say black women. I'm sorry. Them, Are that, you sorry? That, no, I'm. I'm not sorry. I'm, I can tell. That I'm. You're I'm, not I'm sorry. sorry that that makes you feel badly about that, about that. But that's also the reality of it. You don't know every black woman. Though. I don't. But but I I've had enough anecdotal knowledge and and witnesses and experience to just like all statistics. No one vets everybody. They get a certain percentage of people and then make a. A general, I guess, a it's pretty much a generalization on mm-hmm. the rest of the population. So, I feel safe in saying that a good percentage of wo- black women argue like that. They instead of you know accepting blame, da, 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 they'll use whatever they have in their back pocket from maybe sometimes you fucked up in the past, just and, and you thought you resolved and throw that shit at you as a way to you know to throw you off the scent. In defense of black women, let me say this: it might be because she has offered grace so many times that in being held accountable for something, she's like, this, this is the thing you're going to call me out on. Remember when you did X, Y, and Z, like, and you want to call me out on this very small thing. Is it right? No, but I'm just saying like in a, in a place where you feel like you have overextended and offered a lot of grace to someone, you can't see yourself being held accountable because you're like, well, how can I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very negative and, and toxic thing to have happen. But I feel like when I hear men say that women aren't accountable for their behaviors, mm-hmm. I think a lot of those women have been in situations where with men, where they haven't held, held the men accountable for what the man is doing, except for, select occasions and so when they're being presented with something where it's like you're accountable for this because of the way that you made me feel it's like I didn't hold you accountable for 10 things last month and now you want to come to me with this one thing that I'm accountable for and then the man's like well you didn't 
you didn't bring it. You didn't tell me I, I violated ten times last month because you've been silently building up that that resentment. Yeah, no, and it's then, toxic. Yeah, and then even in a scenario in which you were talking about where if the man fucks up a lot or the other person in the partnership fucks up a lot, and then finally the other person who's been extending that grace fucks up, and they want to be like, well. Why are you bringing this this little thing out when I've been extending you grace X mm-hmm. Y and Z? That doesn't change the fact that you still fucked up. Yeah, like that's the whole point of at each time that I fucked up. You checked, he did. They repented and they moved on, and they might have fucked up on some other shit. But now it's your turn. Like you fucked up. I'm I'm checking you, and I I'm expecting the same. Like if if I was over here on, on hands and knees, bending knee or whatever begging for forgiveness and having to do all these things for you in order to show generous signs of remorse and change behavior. Is it so hard to expect my partner to do the same thing when they in turn fuck up, not try to bring up old shit that I already, that I already did the work for to mm-hmm. resolve, to bring that back up as like a shield to be like, well, since you did all these things before, it's okay that I fucked up here. Yeah, no, that's not right. I don't think that that's right at all. That's all, that's all I wanted. But and, I think you bring up a good point initially that grace has to be extended in the beginning. So like assuming positive intentions mm-hmm. and then moving forward. That if the person, if it's a repeat mistake, that if they do it right. again, like don't be like, I done already, blah, 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 right. blah. And or if they don't do it again, not weaponize the mm-hmm. fact that they made the mistake in the future. That's not being graceful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, I, <laughs> thank you for saying that. You might get flamed by angry black women, but um, yes, and I guess that kind of touches on what you were saying about taking not not you didn't say taking responsibility. It was like accountability. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's a whole another episode of a podcast is accountability one on one, one on one, and the lack thereof in it in both 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 of them both of them and men and women specifically black people that's a whole nother conversation because we'll be here for another three hours talking about that it's mm-hmm. mostly about black women okay all right <laughs> anyway we're gonna go ahead and wrap up right here thank y'all for listening to another episode Make sure you check us out every Monday until we decide to change the day. Wherever <laughs> you listen so to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, be sure to su- be sure to subscribe, listen, and rate. I want to see them ratings go up. Give us these five stars. Come on, stop playing. Stop playing with them. Tell and also tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and all that. You know, tell everybody. Tell tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Tell your mm-hmm. cousin. Tell your cousin, mama. I think that's your aunt. <laughs> tell them people. <laughs> I think that's your aunt. Tell, tell them where they can follow us at, Chandra. If you have a question you want us to discuss on the podcast, send us an email at thebuffetpod at gmail.com. It's all one word. T-H-E-B-U-F-F-E-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. We might just shout you out and answer your question. Again, shout out to Aisha. Hey, that was our first reviewer. It she was. gave us a review. What up? Ah, ah, ah. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at the buffet pod. It's all one word. Thank you for listening, learning, and laughing with us. This has been the buffet where we give you endless food for thought. Hey, we out of here.